Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Scott Turner is out. Ron Rivera made that move quickly. Of course, not the only coordinator to get blown out over the first couple of days here of the offseason for the non-playoff teams. So, yeah, from that standpoint, Washington now in the hunt for an offensive coordinator. Will they stay inside? Will they go outside? And if they go outside, where do you where do you want that to come from? Okay. Keep in mind, you're not going to get the enemy because that's a lateral move. He's not leaving Kansas City for a lateral move to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a Brian Johnson, who is the understudy at quarterbacks coach for the Eagles. So you'd look inside at maybe a division rival who's had some success. Um, you know, otherwise, where where is that candidate coming from? Right. And I, I've already seen some people hinting at Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury I, would be for, a drastic, would be a drastic 180 from what Ron and Martin right. Mayhew said yesterday. I just can't possibly imagine that being a, a good mix. I think Kingsbury ultimately winds up going back, going to the Patriots. Remember, he was a quarterback there during Tom Brady's younger days. Uh, and maybe he helps them out between the mishmash that they've got going on between Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick and so on and so forth. Maybe. I think Cliff Kingsbury would be a debacle here. I, I could be wrong on that. I mean, I, I like him more than I like Kyler Murray, but that's not to say much. I like him much, I guess, is, is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of names before we get out to the calls that I think – a bunch of us have been thinking about. I'm not sure who else put it out yesterday. I was really, really backed up, busy, whatever, because uh, I also had my writing stuff to do for Command Post Magazine, a Rick Snyder production. You should go out and get yourself a subscription for it. Keep your boys in business. Um, so I may have missed it, but I know we were discussing this in the press box Sunday night because, again, everybody knew Scott Turner was getting fired. What about... Mike Shula. I know. I know. I see watching the reaction on your face is is probably the reaction. I saw you tweet that. Well, again, when you when you say I saw you tweet that. That was my reaction when I saw you tweet that. But it's not (laughs) like Mike Shula hasn't been around the game for a long time. It's not like Mike Shula is not readily available once again to be an offensive coordinator. It's not like Mike Shula doesn't have a very, very, very well built-in relationship working-wise with Ron Rivera. It ultimately Ron fired him in 2017, uh, but they they also got to a Super Bowl together. And he's a former head coach, and he's readily available. Here, here's part of the problem, Pete. Like, all of these names, and and I shouldn't say all of these names, because the guy you just mentioned in Philadelphia, people are starting to mention Deuce Staley, who's the assistant head coach and running backs coach for Dan Campbell in Detroit. 
Uh, people have kind of mentioned some other names. Um, you, with Ron going into a lame duck year, and make no mistake about it, this is a lame duck year. They are probably going to have a hard time yes. attracting somebody whose star is on it's the rise. 100% spot on. Okay. So if you agree with that, what you do, then don't you have to lower your target? Meaning, if but, but I, I look who's, at the, who's the guy in the, Philadelphia that Brian you just Johnson. mentioned, Brian Johnson. Okay, okay. But I, so I, I don't know as much text. about Brian. I, I don't know as much about Brian Johnson. But wouldn't you say Brian Johnson's star is probably on the rise, right? Yes, but let's take another tack, though. Mm-hmm. Ron is looking at it as okay. I've got one year to prove to new ownership and whoever they bring in here that we are headed in the right direction. And Ron, if he gets this team into the 11-12 win range in this division against this quality because the division really took a massive step forward with the Giants improving this year. Dallas won 12 behind the Eagles winning, what, 14? Mm -hmm. So if you get into that 10-11-12 range, Ron can sell to a new owner, look, I brought in this offensive coordinator, and we really started to take a step forward with all the weapons that we've brought in here. And how, how, but you got to do that. I mean, you got to do that first, right? Before you can start selling. So Ron, whatever. Ron's gonna. Ron's. I think Ron goes at this aggressively. Oh, I. Oh, I think Ron's gonna go at it somewhat aggressively, but I think he's gonna be stoned, N- not stoned as in like marijuana <laughs> stoned. Some might say his de- his decision making uh, might represent you, uh, re- might remind you of somebody who's stoned. But anyway, wow. I that's not fair. No, I said some might fair. say. I didn't say I that's would say. Some might say. Um, Pete, I think Ron is going to go aggressively, but you can go like, okay, we talk about this all the time. I want to be, uh, you know, I want to make four hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. What are the chances of that happening? Slim and none, unless okay. you go to Cleveland, like I keep telling you. <laughs> and it's not happening in Cleveland where they pay $35,000 a year Ooh. for you to do a five-hour-a-day job. Wow. Uh, sh- show. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I want to I make $300,000 a year. Not happening. I want to lose 100 pounds. It's not happening. You know why? Because we can want something, but it can be out of touch. It can be out of reality or out of... Our distance, if you will. So Ron might want a young progressive mind, but does he? Does he want a young progressive mind, or does he want what his general manager said over and over and over again yesterday, what Ron has said over and over for the last two years, and that is a ball control, run heavy, time of possession, keep the defense fresh, safe, conservative, for the most part, offense along with a little bit of sizzle and drizzle you know you know why that you know who that would make you mentioned it already that would make deuce staley attractive to me from that standpoint deuce being a running back and what organization has done a better job job lately of leading the charge about giving minorities an opportunity in in places that they don't normally get them or it's a lot harder for them to get them Mm -hmm. team president coordinator Mm -hmm. Um, so why not, why not have a conversation with Deuce Staley? Talk about what they did in Detroit. What they did in Detroit was exciting this year and they did it with Jared Goff. Right. 
Okay, they did it with you know Jamal Williams, who spent time as an understudy in Cle- in uh, Green Bay, and you know really took a, a major step forward. Uh, between him and DeAndre Swift, they had a two-prong running attack. They had two very capable running backs, similar to what you have uh, here in Washington. And if Ron and Martin even believe remotely half of what they said up there yesterday, why not have a conversation with a guy like Deuce Staley? Because I thought what Detroit did on offense with Amon Ross St. Brown leading the way on the outside, Jamison Williams, of course, late in the season, adding a little bit more flavor to that, but to me, I thought what they did was reasonably exciting in Detroit. So why not have a conversation with a guy like Deuce Staley, who I do believe would be interested in talking to you as an offensive coordinator? I would absolutely have the conversation. I would absolutely seek permission. I would absolutely bring him in here. My question would be, if you're Deuce Staley and you're the assistant head coach, which, again, doesn't – assistant head coach sounds – like it means something, but it's I, a it's a way to it's a way to prevent a guy from essentially making a lateral move. Exactly, and and so there's there's twofold. One that now I don't know what his contract status is. Two, if you're Deuce Staley and you see where the Detroit Lions are heading, and you know where the Washington Commanders are, or maybe you have a sense of where they are, and you know that. Ron could possibly be blown out at any moment over the next calendar year. Would you take that job just because you say, look, this might be the only NFL organization ever that offers me to be a play caller and an offensive coordinator? I, I, I have a hard time believing that if you're Deuce Staley, you're like, man, Washington is it. You know what I'm saying? Look, I got a chance to call plays with Terry McLaurin. I know. Jahan Dotson. They're, they're, they're two good backs, running like you backs. said. I mean, I know. You could take over a situation that's got a lot less skill than that. Think think about what he's got, though, in Detroit with the two running backs that he's got there, with the offensive line that they've invested in, with. Um, with Amon Ra St. And they traded TJ Hawkinson for crying yeah. out loud. And Jared Goff, I mean, God bless his heart. I mean, he was better than he played very well this year. I ever thought he would be. He played very well. I, I, you know, so like if you're Deuce Staley, you say, wait a second, why would I go there when it's not unprecedented that a running backs coach and an assistant head coach who is a minority who is a boisterous personality, who is a well-known name and commodity, could get a head coaching job, maybe not this cycle, but could certainly get a head coaching job next year if Detroit Mm -hmm. has another good year, which, again, we know that we shouldn't overreact to one good year because it doesn't always follow up, but they are heading in the right direction. Everyone knew that Detroit was heading in the right direction, except for a lot of people in this fan base that thought, oh, Detroit, easy win. No, no, no problem. What about, no problem. What about Frank hey, Reich? Again, if you're Frank Reich, why would you? I, now, you played at the, at, at the University of Maryland, right? So you, you do have obvious connections here. Why would you, like, he, he's going to interview in Carolina for the head coaching position. Why would you take an offensive coordinator job working for Ron Rivera, who, again, you might have some similar principles to? Because Frank, I think, believes in running the football as well. And, and again, I, so do I. 
Maybe not quite to the degree that Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew were spewing yesterday, but I do believe in running the football. If you're Frank, A, you exhaust, obviously, all head coaching vacancies before you make that kind of decision or even entertain that decision, Pete. But would you... Would you... All right, say... uh, Say uh, Stitchin up in Philadelphia... Or Kafka with the Giants? Steichen, isn't it? Shane Steichen. Steichen, Steichen, I'm sorry. Steichen, Stitchin, whatever. (laughs) Steichen. (sighs) All these names. You know, there should be a manual for how to pronounce all of these names. Uh, There is. It's called the Eagles uh, PR guy. Well, you know, listen. If you think I'm looking up that, uh, that might be important to to, to you, a play-by-play broadcaster. Well, I was going to say, he, he's that's lucky part I'm, of my credibility. If I if I don't pronounce somebody's name right, right. then he's that's He's lucky I'm even mentioning his name on our radio show, okay? Steichen, Stitchin, whatever the hell his name is, if he gets a head coaching job, if Kafka, the offensive coordinator formerly with Kansas City, with the Giants, gets a head coaching job, if you're Frank Reich, now... Philadelphia, he was once there, and Sirianni was on his staff. So that would make kind of the most sense. But I don't know if Frank Reich wants to, quote-unquote, lower himself to becoming an offensive coordinator again. I don't know. I don't know. But I would take those two opportunities way more than I would take Washington, even though Washington's got some good receivers. Let me throw a name at you, okay? And then we'll get to the calls. About Joe Brady. Turned around LSU and Joe Burrow. Went to Carolina. It was not a good mix for whatever reason with Matt Rule. Obviously struggled largely because the quarterbacks weren't good, but also because he wanted to throw and Rule wanted to run. But was it, okay, so what does that tell you right there? Right. That sounds like philosophical clash. I know. Okay. And... But if you're Ron and you're looking for somebody that is creative and young and was energetic his, right, and but whatever, was his one was his one year with Burrow and those great receivers they had, Jamar Chase. Was that was it them, or was it necessarily him? Here's another one: Justin Richmond with a great suggestion. How about Sam Howell's offensive coordinator, Phil Longo at North Carolina? Oh, well, he's now at Wisconsin. Well, true, yeah. Uh, you know how I know this? Not because I know college football like you do, but David Harrison, my co-host on the mm. Lockdown Commanders podcast, available on YouTube and uh, and any other platform, including Odyssey, had Phil Longo on last week. Oh, wow. Very good. Uh, so I don't think he's going to go. I, no, I can't go now. I, I mean, come on. If, if, Carolina, if, if, Wisconsin. I mean, let, let, let's, if if the NFL calls and says, I mean, I guess hey, Cliff Kingsbury did the same thing, right? Didn't Cliff Kingsbury? He was going when to he was, USC. Right. He was, he was blown out at Texas Tech, yes. going to USC, and then. Yes. Now, a head coaching job is different than an offensive coordinator job, but. I mean, I, I, Look, maybe the I'm head wrong. coach at Kent State just left to go be I know. the uh, offensive coordinator at Colorado. The money is not even it's not even a debate. But Kent, but it's not like Wis. I mean, it's not like Wisconsin is like. I mean, Kent. Like, even though my daughter goes to Kent State and I proudly wear a Kent State hoodie, it's not like Kent State's like where you want to be. And oh no, and, I'm, and, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm just throwing out because there's a. There's a familiarity factor with right. Sam Howe. Uh, it's possibility. I, I mean, so here's my question. If you're Ron 
and you know your ass is on the hot seat. You know you're in a quote-unquote lame duck year, even though he would never acknowledge it. You tried a first-time play caller and a young guy, 36-37, Scott Turner was, who you had familiarity with. It didn't work. You gave him an extension. It didn't work. Would that, in your mind, make you think that Ron's like, I tried this already. I tried the young creative mind. It didn't work. Now I got to go to the grizzled veteran that I know, that I know has experience, that I know how what about, knows how to call what about a game. Jim Caldwell? Well, so so that's another interesting name, but A, he's interviewing for a couple of the head coaching jobs, mm-hmm. right? Carolina was one of them. Please, Jim Caldwell, don't go to Houston because Casario will fire your ass. You're a black head coach uh, who's, you know, fine head coach, uh, but, but you know, you're going to get fired in a year there. So don't go to Houston, okay? I mean, again, if Jim Caldwell exhausts all options, sure. Absolutely. Meets, meets the requirement of what you're talking about. Grizzled veteran. He's 67. Yeah. He's had success as a coordinator. Why don't we bring Sherm Lewis coach. back? Uh, Navy, by the way, hired his son. Really? Yeah, as an assistant coach. How about that? So just uh, you don't out want, of curiosity. You don't want the bingo caller? No. I, I, we don't We don't need him to look in, talk in Sam Howell's uh, uh, and go, B-52, you know who, Sam. You know B-52. Who, you know who I'd love? And... Uh, I have an out, outside-the-box candidate who I think some people have, are talking about. I don't think it's going to happen. But you know who I would love? What's the one coach that I talk about all the time? Grant Paulson. No. That way we could, that way we could be 75-25 past a run. Like a, like a cheap ground beef. Like a fat-filled ground beef. 75-25. I love fat-filled fat ground beef. What's the, the, one co- the, the one assistant coach? That I just love me some me, or love me some him. Well, I mean, the the one you talk about the most is a defensive guy. Well, yeah, in fact, but, two of them. But I don't even talk about them that much. I'm talking about on offense. He's with a very successful program. He was once here. He would probably never come back. BT. I'm trying to give you as many hints as I can here. B-B-T. Yeah. Bobby. Uh, Bobby Turner. There you go. Run guy. Now Took he, some time away this yeah, year. Though, he did. He? he came back, though. He mm-hmm. came, He was his, his daughter uh, she probably shouldn't. Sorry, his mean, daughter told me he was going to be out for the whole year, but he came back. Mm-hmm. So he must be doing okay. Bobby Turner has never been a coordinator like a full, full coordinator. You want to run the ball? Bobby Turner can run the ball. Now, scheme might be a little bit different, but Bobby Turner knows how to run gap scheme and Is that going to help Jason too. Wright sell tickets? No. They need somebody to score points. Right. That will sell tickets. Running the ball is not going to score more points because you're, you're going to— If you can you, run it dynamically, well, they can. You'd have, but that's, that's saying a lot. And remember, you're reducing the amount of possessions. If you're going to run— Here's the other thing, Chris. If you're going to run even one-and-a-half to one or two to one, as Martin Mayhew tried to— uh, you know, perpetrate on the world yesterday. That means you're reducing the amount of possessions in a game. So when you fail on some of them, that reduces your chances to score points. You're just not going to have as many possessions to score points. And again, it leaves you very little margin for error. So I don't understand why. I don't understand why we would have such a 
such a philosophy, such a closed-minded philosophy like that when we have we have skilled people that the rest of the NFL would I love to have. I guarantee if they got a quarterback that they believed in and loved and 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 loved after working with because they didn't love well, Carson that, Wentz but, but early they, on. But that's their fault. They, they, I they're know. responsible for who brought I know, them in. But, but if they had a quarterback that they ultimately believed in and then justified their belief, they would throw the football a lot more. Trust me. They're not dumb. 301 your thoughts on they this? May be, they may be naive. They're, they're not dumb. Your thoughts on this charade coming up next right here on the Team 980 as Touchdown at 10 continues streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. More cowbell. By the way, talk about a debacle. FAA flights are all grounded this morning nationwide. Have they not lifted that? I, I thought they were supposed to do that in the 9 o'clock They were hour. hoping. I'm okay. not sure if it's been lifted as of yet. Yeah, I don't know. But think about that. If you were trying to fly somewhere, mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes I'd fly day of the game. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a debacle. But well, I can th- This is why you decide to choose, uh, decide well, to drive eight yeah. hours, uh, you know, but I can, in the highways and byways. I can... I can top that. Uh-huh. A Amtrak train that left the D.C. area last night for a nonstop to Florida oh, is stuck uh, in the woods of South Carolina. Oh, no. The crew is not legally able to operate the train any longer. There's no replacement crew. There's no more meals. Dogs have not been allowed to use the bathroom. The original delay was allegedly caused by a CSX train derailment, and there's been no update from Amtrak on when a rescue may arrive to move the train. They've been stranded for 29 hours. No. What? Yes, 29 no, hours. I mean, how is that possible? I'm just I'm just reading what I'm reading right here. 29 hours? Amtrak can't get anybody there to help Passengers them? Passengers on the auto train have been stuck on board for 29-plus hours, currently sitting in the woods in rural South Carolina. No. Passengers called the local police saying they're being held hostage. <laughs> I mean, I listen, like... 
when remember that big huge and I'm, I'm getting this by the way from the ABC uh ABC's transportation report. Right. Remember so. that big huge um delay last winter in the Fredericksburg Stafford area like where some people were stranded for like 18 hours and you know all that because of the blizzard, remember that? Mhm. I mean like that's hard to fathom but to be stranded for 29 hours on an Amtrak auto uh, auto train, like, I don't know. I mean, how does that happen? Like, I know everybody's short-staffed. I got it. I know everything's a cluster. You know what? I mean, I understand it took Mitch Tischler 24 hours to fly back from San Francisco on Christmas Day. I understand Southwest Airlines had a major, major, major issue that caused all sorts of problems. People had flights canceled left and right. I get it all. You mentioned what happened this morning. I mean, I was listening to that on the way in. Sounds crazy enough, right? I have no idea if it was an innocent glitch or if somebody attacked the system. I have no idea. But that's more absurd. That story about Amtrak and the auto train, that's more absurd than any of that. 29 hours. I'm just saying. And, like, dogs that are on the train have not been allowed to get off or anything like that? I didn't that. know dogs were allowed uh I mean, you take it. I've never taken the train, so I don't know. I, I take. I, you, I took. You take it all the time. Well, I took. Um, I took auto train only once, back and forth to uh, be, from Florida back up here, mm. with Fred. Question ultimately is, <laughs> how do you think that went? Yeah, pro- probably not good. Um, you guys, <laughs> you guys, Ron needs to transport an offensive coordinator now to Washington. Who's willing to take this job with the potential of a lame duck coach? When you're talking about moving your family and everything for what could be a one-year deal and a high-risk one-year deal at that. So how appealing is the opening that Washington has right now? Because here's what we know. Ron the GM is not firing Ron the coach. Ron the coach now has to, with Ron the GM, hire an offensive coordinator. Right. And Ron the GM and Ron the coach is talking to what could be a lame duck owner coming up on Monday, not knowing... Right. Not knowing how fast this process may go. Supposedly, that's about the budget and not, hey, are you going to fire me? Meaning, I mean, I'm sure Dan and and T could fire him. They're not going to, I don't think. But supposedly, that's about the budget and, and, and how... How do we proceed and what yeah, money do we have yeah. to spend? I was going to say, you know, on free agents and so on and so the forth. The new owner's probably taking over this puppy sometime during the next season. The new owner's not getting a, a formally approved until after free agency starts. That's if, what I'm saying. But, it, yeah, but, but, if that's so even that, then. the new owner's going to inherit right. whatever, right? You know, Dan allows Ron right. to go do. But but the question is, is does Dan say, you know, you know what, uh, Ron, I'm uh, really short on cash. I bought too many Potomac River mansions and uh, <laughs> made too many bad investments. And Lady S is, you know, stuck out Stop. in the Baltic Sea. And, uh, you know, I need to have gas for Lady S. So, uh, and to go to the Cannes Music Festival. You're terrible. Uh, it's a mi- movie festival. Whatever. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and to incorporate. You know, I got to be honest with you. That's and, my one regret. Because you've at least, you've at least, you've, you've shaken hands with Dan Snyder, right? Yeah. Sure. I've never, I've never met him. Never met Ted. I shouldn't. I shouldn't make fun of Dan. I've never I mean, met Ted. Dan, Dan I've never was met nothing but nice. To I've me. never met Dan. I'm just. I'm just a low life out here. You're not a. You're the voice of Navy Nobody and, cares. and the, 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 the the co-voice of the Nationals. Nobody cares.
And and and, and it, just as another job, you're also stuck with me. Well, that's all right. Pays good. 301-230-0980. Let's go to line one. Jason starts us off here on a Wednesday morning. What's up, Jason? Uh, hang on a second. got to get this computer. Hey, guys. What's hey, up? Jason. How are I, I you? think you're 100%. Good. I think you're 100% correct. We're not going to track any legitimate offensive coordinator, especially not just the one-year lame duck thing with the two-thirds running style that they're looking to implement. No no new offensive coordinator or up-and-coming offensive coordinator is going to want to uh, adhere to that. I went back and looked at the last 15 Super Bowl winners. I could have gone back further. Out of those 15 winners, only one team ran the ball more than they passed. And that was Seattle, and that was skewed by Russell Wilson's 100 runs that year. I, I don't know where they're coming up with this 1990 style, but it, it, it's, it's just another thing that, uh, that shows that Ron Rivera and this front office are clueless. Jason, appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, when you look at it from, you know, uh, again, that philosophy, mm-hmm. it, it sounds alarming. I think what. They probably were, look, I mean, this year they were number one in T.O.P., okay? That's probably what they want to be. Everybody, every coach would love to be number one in time of possession. There are many ways to accomplish that. Short passing game, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Look, San Francisco under Bill Walsh. That What the hell did they do? They did nothing but throw it underneath the Roger Craig for years and mm-hmm. made a made a great living doing that, throwing slants to Jerry Rice and John Taylor. Okay, so uh, Terrell Owens. I mean, they they... They did, you know, those kind of things within uh, that offense. So, you know, I mean, there are several ways to get to being number one of time of possession and 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 accomplish what you're trying. What you're trying to accomplish is keep the ball away from the other right. team. But you're but you got to score too. Uh, you, like you uh, can't be number that. one of time of possession and score and but average eighteen where, points a game. Right, but that's where. Down inside the red zone, right. slants to Rice and Taylor, and things Absolutely. like that. We're, we're you know tight end consistent guess what, winners. Guess what they? I, I just wrote this for Command Post last night. Again, go get your subscription. They pay you for that? Sure. Good. Rick Snyder. I mean, I've been with him for. Give me eight two years, minutes. Seven years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Give me two yeah, minutes. Give him two minutes, and he'll give you the world <laughs> as Snyder sees it. Um. Terry had five touchdowns this year. He should have had seven if Carson Wentz sees him on the slant, on the interception at the end of the game to the Tennessee Titans, and if Taylor Heineke doesn't overthrow him wide open in the back corner of the end zone against Atlanta. He Mm -hmm. should have had at least seven. Right. Only only one of his touchdowns came from within the five-yard – or within the ten-yard line, and it came from the three, and that was against San Francisco with Heineke. To your point, they don't run anywhere near enough slants. This drives me crazy. They don't run enough screens, enough bubbles, all of that stuff. They don't do it. Everything has to be kind of manufactured. If you think about Terry, he had the majestic bomb against uh, Jacksonville touchdown. Uh, Of course, he didn't have the touchdown the other day, but that's a 52-yard play. The other touchdowns he had were... A 19-yarder, I think, on a screen to the right flat screen, but again, from 19 yards out to Terry McLaurin, in which he busted a tackle from Fabian Moreau in space. They did not have, they did not have, you think of the touchdown the other day where he, he uh, they ran it uh, from the 16 uh, and they run a three-by-one spread. They had to manufacture 
Terry McLaurin touches and and targets and touchdowns in the red zone. When you're as bad as you are and you have that guy, mm-hmm. I don't care how that he's not 6'4", how do you not just say, you know what, bleep it. I'm just going to throw him the damn ball. Yeah, him and Jahan Dotson. I how mean, do you do it, that? Yeah, I mean, again, you would have to go back and watch film with them and see how many balls maybe they were open and the quarterbacks just didn't see them do you or think, missed. Do you think that's part of the equation? Like, again, everybody's making a big deal out of the 2-1 to one run ratio and all that. I'm not saying that that's a part of it. They were pissed off after the Giants came, even though I don't think they should have necessarily been when they were down 14-3. But the problem is they were down 14-3 and Brian Robinson was ripping off seven or eight yards of carry. So I understand, like, the kind of juxtaposition. They were pissed off after that game. I jinxed was, them. It was my fault. I was, was at the game. Yeah, there was no doubt about it. They were upset after that game. But I, I, I guess what what I'm asking is this. Do you think not finding Terry – Terry only had five touchdowns total. Not finding Terry when you sucked in goal-to-go offense. Terry may have had, I don't know, 10 targets possibly inside the 10 this year. Maybe. And he only had one touchdown. One he might not have even had 10 targets. Do you think that was, wait, you want to throw the football. Why aren't we getting him the ball? Why aren't we finding a way to get him the ball where we struggle the most? Do you think that had something to do with the overall decision? I do. Probably. A little uh, bit. I mean, but again, like I said, I, I think what they should have said yesterday, and it probably comes across a little bit better, is, we want to we want to maintain being number one in time of possession because mm-hmm. that means we're giving our defense a legitimate rest and we're keeping the other team's offense right. off the field. That, I, I think, that's awesome. I think that is because now you've hammered this into the skull of everybody that was at this thing yesterday and listened to it. That all of a sudden you want to be two to one run to pass and everybody's like, oh my god, how the hell do they do that analytically yeah. and be successful? What what numbers did I give you yesterday? Number one time of possession. Yep. Okay. Again, points per game or scoring, and and scoring the reason why the NFL the league does as a yards whole is per down. Game. Yes, but the reason why the NFL does yards per game as their official offensive measurement, as opposed to points per game, is because points per game can come from the defense, yeah, come from special teams, can come from whatever. But scoring, they were twenty fourth. Time of possession one, scoring twenty fourth. Red zone twenty fifth. Third down, 25th. Goal to go, 31. That tells you a lot of what you need to know. They moved the football. They moved the football. They had opportunities. They were compromised at quarterback. But Ron also, and it's hard to argue, again, just what we just said about Terry McLaurin, just using Terry McLaurin, they also did not creatively unbox themselves inside the 10, inside the 5. And and we all saw that. Go to Ellis in D.C. online, too. What's up, Ellis? How's it going, guys? What's up, Pete? What's up, Bruce? Thanks What's up, Ellis? How are you, pal? Um, hey, you guys are killing it this morning. Good good point. Thank you, brother. You actually stole my thunder with the Frank Wright uh, suggestion. Um, I, I disagree with you, though. I know you were saying um, when when if you go run-centric, that inherently makes you score less points. I disagree. Because what's missing when you go, what we were missing is the big play from play action. I think if mm-hmm. you bring in someone like a Frank Wright, who actually knows when to call play action, right, when those safeties come up, we, we score more points still being run-centric. 
Um, my other big point, you guys stole all my all my points. Um, my other big suggestion, I want to hear your thoughts on how, how about we focus on the offensive line? What, what about we get on the phone, call Houston, who are, who's rebuilding, fired their coach, and offer a third-round pick for Laramie Tunsil? Right, he's making what twenty-two million a year on his last year. What do you think of that? Do you think that'll be a a good move for Martin? Mm. Ellis, appreciate the call. That's an it's interesting an intriguing option. one. The question is: Is a third-round pick the only thing it would cost yeah. you to get Laramie Tunsil? I mean, if I was Houston, I mean, you suck with Laramie Tunsil. You paid a ton uh, for just, him. Hey, look, they, like I tell you all the time, Deshaun Watson threw for five thousand yards and won four games I there. Know. Okay, so you sucked with Deshaun Watson. You sucked with Laramie well, Tunsil. And, and they obviously got rid of Deshaun Watson, A, because Deshaun Watson quit on them. Right, but also remember, they're going to want to protect Bryce Young or whoever yeah, it is as their quarterback. Fair. That's fair. But can you do that at with somebody else besides somebody that's making $22 million on a two-win team? Uh, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll help. Yes. I'd have to see if they have two first-round picks because then you'd have to hope you can get Skaronsky – or one of the other tackles uh, in this draft and do it that way. And I'm not sure you could do that. We'll take more of your calls coming up next. 301-230-0980. Rooster has a look at what's trending. All right, so as we've been talking about much of the morning, Scott Turner fired, of course, after three seasons as offensive coordinator. WUSA 9's uh, Darren Haynes says the replacement will not, not come from within. Now, around the NFL, Jim Caldwell, we mentioned him as a possibility. He's uh, already uh, set to interview with Carolina, also interviewing today with the Denver Broncos. Meanwhile, Frank Reich, of course, Maryland product, he's set to interview for the Carolina Panthers head coaching position today. And Jim Schwartz, who's been with the uh, where's Jim Schwartz been with the Lions? I want to say maybe I'm wrong on that. Oh no, he was the head coach of the Lions. That's where I'm coming up with that. Anyway, wherever he's been, the Browns <laughs> want to interview him for their defensive coordinator position. I'll get it straight at some point. Meanwhile, the Caps back in action tonight in Philadelphia after the one nothing shutout win over Columbus on Sunday. Six forty five the pre seven o'clock puck drop. From Wells Fargo Center, 106.7 The Fan and Odyssey. And as well, the Wizards hosting the Chicago Bulls right here on the Team 980 and Odyssey at 645. Once again, no Bradley Beal. Wiz have lost three in a row. And contrary to reports stating otherwise overnight, there is no deal in place, according to Ariel Hawani and TMZ Sports, for the WWE to be sold to a Saudi Arabia public investment fund, at least as of right now. And that's what's trending. Our boy uh, Rash Manuel on Twitter. Tyrus is a good dude. Man. He he floats the name of the greatest high school athlete I've ever seen in my life as the as a potential Ooh, sleeper candidate. I didn't see this. Who's that? Ronald Curry, Saints quarterbacks coach, passing Ooh. game coordinator. Mm. Played uh, played at Hampton, a high school, in a state semifinal game. He scored in every way possible. Offensively as the quarterback, 
defensively as an interception return, a punt return, a kickoff return. Mm. Still the greatest high school athlete I've ever seen. Played basketball and football at North Carolina uh, for uh, you know the, for the Tar Heels, and he was briefly on Martin Mayhew's roster when Martin was with the Lions because mm. he'd switched to being a wide receiver in the NFL. Mm. So just just throwing that name out there, Tarsh. Um, from and he works for Tegna um, at Resh Manuel uh, on Twitter. He is so good at coming up with these like layered, like I don't know how he does it. I, I mean, I've, of course you could. I mean, you could just plug in a bunch of stuff on on the internet and and, and cross the T's and dot the I's. But he's so good at coming up with realistic options. That have deep layered connections is is where I'm trying to get at. I have no idea if that guy will even be considered. No idea. But it's just interesting to come up with a name like that and a connection. And it's not just with Ron, like you said. It could be with Martin as well. Or it could be with Marty Herney also. It, I, You know... I mean, listen, this is probably wide open. They're they're probably going to get a better name than people think. But if people are starstruck by saying, hey, Especially if, if, if you're going after a person that hasn't been a coordinator before, right. they're going to want that coordinator job because it's a chance, just yes. like we talk about players, yes. it's a chance for that coach right. to show. Yes. The question is, is do they come from a situation where – People are going to perceive it. If they don't really know the name, are they going to come from a situation where people are going to get lathered up? Yeah. And that's why I kind of threw out the Joe Brady name because mm-hmm. that's a name that people know from what happened at LSU. And but despite things not working out with Rule in Carolina pe- to the point where he got fired. In the NFL. I know. I know. But but he also didn't have anybody to work right. with. But Could now, now he's the quarterback's coach with Buffalo. Nobody's going to sit here and say, "Man, look at what he did with with um, uh, with Josh Allen," because Josh Allen was obviously really good before he got there. Mm-hmm. But did he make Josh Allen better? Maybe, probably. Is he thirty three? Does he have an interesting re- like that's the kind of intriguing name that I think fans would be intoxicated by? Let me throw this one out to you real quick. Any chance? Any chance? That Ron looks around and says, Hey, Logan. No. No? No. Unless he gets unless he gets shot down by a lot of other proven mm-hmm. coaches. Um, again, putting him on the coaching staff like he did Ryan Kerrigan, I think would be, you know possibility. Would be a possibility. Okay. Um, I agree. I agree. I just because I do believe he has something to offer. Yeah, I just threw it out there as, as I think. As I think immediately a, goes into the meeting room as yeah. the smartest guy in the room. I do wonder how many coaches are going to turn them down, though. I do. Even if you're a quarterbacks coach in Buffalo, because or Ron New can't Orleans sit there with whatever. a straight face and tell them, "Yes, I look." Ron can't sit there with a straight face, Chris, and tell them if this sale gets done in like May or June, there's no guarantee that a new owner. Doesn't come in yeah. here and and blow everybody yeah, out. Absolutely, it's not. I mean, impossible. I mean, it, it would be. It might not be the most prudent move, right? I, I I would say, 
I would say it would be mostly, if not completely unprecedented. I would have to really look at the history of the NFL. I don't remember a, co- a head coach being blown out in May or June. You, you know what I'm saying? Like Dave Gettleman, who Ron worked with, got blown out a week before training camp as the general manager. Dave Gettleman. But I don't remember a head coach getting blown out in May or June. Because, again, most people realize what that process is. It's not only firing the head coach, it's then also assembling a new staff with whoever you choose to be your head coach. And maybe sometimes that person wouldn't have to fire everybody, but they would have to certainly fire some or would certainly fire some and hire new. I mean, we've seen coaches like never before first-year people get fired in season. Yeah. I mean, we've that 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 you that was that that never ever yeah. would have happened. Well, we saw that this past year, right? I know. Uh, saw who it with was Steve it? Wilkes. We saw it with Nathaniel Hackett this no, no, year. No, no, I'm saying, um, and, and just and not only that, but offensive coordinators too, right? Didn't an offensive coordinator get fired? I know the Bucks did it. With uh, we were talking about this on the show. Somebody did it this oh, the Bucks year. Didn't do it because that's Byron left. No, no, no. The Bucks did it ten years ago with. Oh. Um, I forget who uh, the coach was. Uh, that uh, it was not Dirk Cutter. Somebody along those lines. Uh, and I remember some team did it, or there was at least strong rumors. But I'm just saying that they I mean, were going to fire somebody. You, know, you can never assume that mm-hmm. ownership is not going to fire a coach at any time, anywhere, anymore. Because recent history tells right. us now that someone's done it, it's okay to do it. Right. And they'll keep doing it. It just depends on who that new owner is and what their immediate objective is. If it's their immediate objective to make a splash they have and to say, somebody I'm the in their freaking pocket. boss. And right. do they have somebody in their pocket? And guess what? Is it possible that Jeff Bezos has Sean Payton? Sean Payton's telling everyone who will listen, hey, I'm, I'm staying in broadcasting. I'm not going back to New Orleans. I'm not going to the Cowboys. I'm not going here. I'm not going there. I don't think Sean Payton is going to. T- but... Let me ask you this. If Jeff Bezos walks in here with Jay-Z and gets approved in in, in May, right? Never mind late, April, late March, in May at the next owner's meetings after the ones in March. In May, and, and Sean Payton's still there. What's to say that Jeff Bezos doesn't pay Sean Payton $10 million, $12 million, whatever it is, a year, give him full control and blows out everybody? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can't say that wouldn't happen. You can't say that that it's unlikely, but you can't say there's no I mean, chance of that happening. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, David Culley, Lovey yeah. Smith. Now I know Houston's organization is a little chaotic, but Steve Wilkes uh, out in Arizona, and now Nathaniel. Right, Hackett. but you're talking about guys that were fired like one year after one year or before one year. I'm talking about in this particular case where you have a lame duck head coach mm-hmm. who has not done enough good. It's even more reason and you've why got a new, a new owner. owner. It's even more reason yeah. why a new owner. It's not like you're coming in and firing Vince Lombardi and hiring your own guy. Absolutely. 301 And if you can get Sean Payton, you don't think this well, fan base would third one, and lap yeah. that up? It, look, that would be prudent if yes. you could do that. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us. Final hour of the big program. Scott Turner is out. The new OC in doubt. Who's it going to be? Who do you want it to be? Let's talk about it now. 301-230-0980. And, of course, take us with you everywhere you go today on the Odyssey app. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.